Welcome to the Teaching with Madly Learning podcast replay, fitting it all together to make teaching and learning in the junior grades more accessible, practical, and fun for both teachers and their students. Here's your host, teacher by day, mom of three, and curriculum creator of all the things from madlylearning.com, Patty Firth. Hey there, today I want to take you with me on how I create a bulletin board to ensure that it's going to fit in the space that I have. So for today, I'm going to be creating a bulletin board for my bulletin board that you see back here. The size of that bulletin board is four feet wide by three feet tall. And I want to walk you through how I mock it up just so I can make sure everything fits neatly and organized. And I don't have to worry that whether or not what I have is going to fit on my space. Okay. So the first step here is to go straight to Keynote. I plan everything out here on the Keynote page. And one of the ways that I do this is to zoom all the way out on my Keynote. And this is going to create, allow me to create a bulletin board that is to scale. Okay, so the first thing I do here is create a template. So I simply create an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper so inside Keynote, to get it set up, I'm going to go into my Keynote preferences, and I'm just going to make sure that the ruler for the Keynote is in, in inches. So normally mine is in centimeters, but for this experiment, for this activity, we're just going to do it in inches. So I'm going to make sure that that works because I know my board is measured in inches, and I know that my paper is measured in inches. So if you are measuring in meters or centimeters, you just flip your rulers to centimeters and measure the space that you're going to be using for your bulletin board. So I've gone ahead and created a scale model that is 48 inches wide and 36 inches high. So it's here, no, it's off to the side because obviously this is far too big for an actual page. So once I've created that, then I go ahead and create off to the side and scale model of what an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper also looks like. So I have both of those templates ready to go. They're going to be important for me later. So once I have both of those, I select them and I group them together. And I also constrain the portions so that I don't start adjusting the height so the height and width ratio stays the same. Once I've done that, I'm going to duplicate that. So I always keep my large template off to the side and my small template here. And now I want to shrink this down so that it fits back on this keynote slide template. So I'm going to go all the way down, make it super small. And now I'm going to fit it onto the eight and a half by 11 slide size that I have. And I'm just going to zoom back in. So now I'm working with just the page in front of me. I might move this over a little bit because it's sort of in the way. Okay, so I'm going to zoom this in. Now, anything that I create here on this template, I'm going to follow two rules. One, it needs to fit on this pink space. And number two, each individual element needs to be smaller than this blue box. Now, the reason for that is because when I go to print it, I want to make sure that I'm printing things on an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper. And when I make it bigger, it makes it a little bit complicated. So I do want to make sure that all individual printable elements that are going to go on this bulletin board are going to be smaller than this blue paper here. So I'm actually going to go ahead and change the color of this pink board to black because that's the color of my bulletin boards. And I want to be able to see things stand out. Now, if you have a bulletin board that's already a certain color, 
You can always take a picture of your bulletin board, drop it into Keynote here. So here's a picture of my math bulletin board. I can go ahead and copy that math bulletin board and say that I want to, my board is gonna be the color of that teal. I can look, now lighting's gonna be slightly different, but it gives you an idea. You can take the image, take this board that you wanna change the color to. You can select the colors and use the dropper feature to select an element from your bulletin board and you can change the color of your bulletin board that way. Try that dropper again. And it will change the color so that you can use the color that your actual board is just to make sure that the contrast that you're using is going to work out. Now you can make the elements right on color inside your keynote, or I'll also show you how you can turn those black and white so that you can simply print using black ink on colored paper. Okay. So we're gonna go back to my blackboard. Now I wanted to create a two boards for reading and for writing. So I went ahead and I've already mocked some elements up. So I go ahead and look at, this is what I would like my bulletin board to look like. And this is one side of it where we have some fiction and nonfiction pieces. So I already have some words here. So that ungroup all of this. And these aren't the final words. I'm just planning out what is going to be there. Not whatever, not all of the content that's going to be on all these boxes, just planning out the spacing. So I already have my star goal board. And I know that each of the pieces in the star goal board is two regular eight and a half by 11 sheets of paper. So I've just combined those together and made them so I will print two pages on one page. So they're about half the size of an eight and a half by 11. So I've already planned those out. That goes here. So I know it will fit because I can take that template page. And when I go over it, I can again, compare this and go, okay, it's going to fit when I rotate this eight and a half by 11 page. I know that those two pages are smaller and I need two of them. So that's how I use that. Now I also want to do some, some sections on morphology. So I have the prefix, suffix, and root puzzle pieces, and then looking at Latin roots and Greek roots. So I have space for that. And then these are the steps of the writing process to go all the way around. So I've already planned out what I don't have any of the elements that are going to be featured on this section on terms of the text of each hexagon but I know I have enough space and I know what size they're going to be I also have fiction and non-fiction writing forms so each one of these yellow circles is going to be a different writing form for both fiction and non-fiction so I can lay it all out on my board and that gives me a nice quick way to say, will everything fit in the space I have? Now you can take a board, it could be different dimensions, but it will help you to sort of map out what you have and how many papers can you fit wide. So if you want, you know, your students, if you want to create a board where all of your students have a piece of work that's displayed, 
you can mock that up and make sure you have your eight and a half by 11 and plan out how many kids eight and a half by 11 pieces of paper you can reasonably put on your board before you ever print anything out and start assembling it. It's going to end up saving you a ton of time this way because you have this mock-up so you know what it's going to look like before you put it up. It's a nice map. So the second part of my board is going to be focused on literacy centers. So we have all of the different elements of my literacy centers for my reading, my writing, vocabulary, and time with teacher. This will be all of the different comprehension strategies, like what good readers do. And as we learn more, we'll, each one of these clouds will be a different comprehension strategy. And then we also have my race for reading responses. So by mapping all of that out, it's going to help me to really plan where everything goes. It also means that I can go ahead when everything's ready and I have all of the shapes mapped out. I don't have any of the content sitting here, but I have all of the shapes. So I know I want these circles. I know I want these circles. This is the shape they are. Now it comes on to, it's all planned out. How do I get it printable? So the next step is to go ahead and take all of your elements here. Don't worry about the words. They're not gonna resize, but you don't need the words yet. You're really just looking at the sizing and ratio between what these things are and how to print them. So once I have all of the elements, I'm going to select them all, group them back together, make sure that these, I don't even know what they're called, anchor points are around the outside. And then we just go right back to our arrange feature, make sure the constraint proportions is there, and we just upscale it back to 48 inches by 36 inches and we know it's to scale because it'll automatically point that 36. When I zoom back out, I now have, see I've already done that, but you can see that I already have a scale drawing of the board here and all of its sizes. So then next step is to go ahead and take all of these elements and I can simply make a page of them. So I have all of the circles I need for the fiction and nonfiction. I have the puzzle pieces. And not only that, but I'm grouping them by color. And the reason I do this is because I want to, if I choose to print them in black and white, or I choose to print them in color, I want to have all of the elements that are the same color on the same page. So there's a pink hexagon, there's a pink gold board, there's a pink puzzle piece. There is this square here is just a regular eight and a half by 11. So I'm not going to print that out. But this circle piece of where the R is, that is an element. So there's another pink element. There's a pink element. And there will be one of the clouds will be pink as well. So when I go ahead and make all of these, I have all of them sit here and have on each of the page. So I have all of the hexagons that come out. I have the clouds. The Greek and Latin roots are here. More clouds. So all of those elements are there. And then I simply add the text that I want to put on top of these. And then I'm ready to go. Now, if I want to print them instead of printing them in color, because maybe I don't have a colored printer, instead I can simply select them 
once they are done, once I have all of the text on them, I can simply select them. And instead of putting color fill, I'll change it to no fill and I will add a border. Make sure my border is black. and increase it to a three-point font. And now when I print this on colored paper, the only thing that I see is the black outline. And then the color will shine through in any of the white space. So anywhere you see white is where the colored paper will show through. And then I just put black text on top of it. So yeah, sometimes it does seem like, well, that's a lot of work just to throw up a bulletin board. But for me, one of the things that annoys me the most about putting up a bulletin board is you have this space and you're constantly fiddling around with whether or not it works or whether it's going to fit and you're measuring it and then stepping back from the board and it just not really using the space well or doesn't really seem to sort of fit what you're doing. So by going through this and making sure it fits and maximizing the amount of board space that you have by making an efficient use of your space is really going to help to make sure that what you're how you are maximizing that time and maximizing that space so that you can do the work on your computer print it out and you know it's like one 20 minute period of you just stapling things on because you already know everything is going to fit exactly the way it's supposed to and it'll look great because you efficiently used your space on your board and you're not wasting all that time fiddling around with it so I'll let you know how this board turns out as it gets finished, but I hope this has been helpful to help you understand how to plan out your boards systematically to make sure that everything fits in a really organized way. Thank you for listening to the Teaching with Madly Learning podcast replay. Join me on www.madlylearning.com for more information on all things teaching in the junior grades. Don't forget, you can always catch this show on the Madly Learning YouTube channel. See you next week for another replay episode of Teaching with Madly Learning.